This Realist Podcast. This is episode 150. We made it. Made it to the big 150. Back. Um, yeah, yeah, I think it's a good accomplishment. Uh, feel free to reach out at visceralist at gmail.com. Comms are open, ready to field any requests. Oh, field. Fielder request. <laughs> well, that reminds me of uh, you. You have heard of this show. You heard of this guy, Nathan Fielder, right? I have. I have heard of him. Okay, I, I'm going to stop with the hijinks. Uh, <laughs> much like Nathan Fielder might. Uh, we were talking about uh, his new show, The Rehearsal. Um, and also his previous show from Comedy Central called Nathan For You, which uh, I, I recently got into as well. Um, and I was telling you about one of the conceit of that show is that he tries to help, basically help people solve basic problems, relatively basic problems, but he chooses the weirdest way to do it. Yeah. And so the one I was telling you about is there's this guy who has a chili restaurant that's relatively close to uh, a, like a minor league hockey stadium somewhere in Canada. And the guy has applied to be able to sell his chili at the stadium, uh, but he's gotten turned down repeatedly. And so... Nathan feels that the best way to get them uh, to start to offer him the, the chance to sell chili uh, in the stadium is to sort of start selling it surreptitiously. Okay. And his means of doing this, because it's very important, <clears throat> you know, that A, he not get caught, but B, that the chili, you know, stay hot and good. He devises this big suit this big plastic suit that he can wear that'll make him sort of look like a, you know, a bigger gentleman. Uh-huh. Uh, but it, it, the bigness provides room to hold chili as he's walking around. And he has this tube, oh, this tube system so that he can sort of sneakily dispense Slush it from his, okay. from his sleeves. So he has to like, from this tube that's coming out of his sleeve. So, <laughs> He has to um, <clears throat> solve all the logistic problems related to that, include the mi- biggest one being having hot chili in a bunch of plastic close to your body. Yeah. Uh, so he finds some sort of like chemical like rub that he was able to rub on a skin that apparently protects you from heat. So you don't even feel it and it doesn't burn you. Apparently oh, this exists. I've got to look into this stuff. But I don't know if you have HBO Max, they have all the episodes of Nathan for you. So I I do recommend it. It's I'm underselling how ridiculous and funny it oh, is. Oh yeah, he he does so many ridiculous things. That's the I mean, when he does them, it is you know it's it's really great to see it come to fruition and just see what he actually pulls off. Mm-hmm. I always like when he's selling it to somebody, he's like, and then we do this. So we'll like, I I haven't seen that one you're talking about, but I can only imagine the scene where he's convincing the the (laughs) business owner that he's going to wear this chili suit inside. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. It's always because he, he, his gift is playing it completely straight and dry Mm -hmm. as he's talking about some of the most ridiculous nonsense anyone's ever heard. 
<laughs> um, speaking of ridiculous nonsense, uh, I hear that uh, certain people are actually going out to enjoy the U.S. Open uh, in 90-degree weather <laughs> earlier this week. Uh, and oh, checks notes. Uh, oh, you were one of them, weren't you? <laughs> so, it was me. Let's get Guilty into as our, charged. Our trifling in NYC segment. Uh, what you got? So, um, it's actually my second time going to the U.S. Open. The first right. time I went was probably like 2005, right? Oh, so, wow. Lots of change. I don't. Lots has changed. So, I don't remember like tennis. But when I was there, right, I didn't notice it. I didn't remember. But this time, I definitely um, was very aware of like the tennis rules and tennis etiquette and Mm. like spectator etiquette, as you could say, maybe. Um, And just how seriously people take all of those things and especially the players themselves which makes you like kind of not like some of them as much, you know? Hmm. So for instance, on some of the larger courts, like um, on the larger courts, especially when it's crowded and maybe it's like a a bigger name player, a a fairly well-known player, but not on a large court, but like on one of the side courts. Right. So um, there was this guy, Last name was Corda. I think his first name is Sebastian. His father was a fairly famous tennis player. Peter Corda won some championships, right? So to get up to the seating area, um, there were there were lines, right? And I didn't fully understand. But in all of in the matches, there where there are the lines, they don't let you up to sit down until there's a changeover, right? right. So I guess like all that movement is distracting for the players and like, yeah. And and can't have people walking around. Oh Mm, my gosh. So, so that, that was my first introduction. I I understood that. And the chair umpire gave um, multiple warnings to the crowd. You need to sit down. Players are waiting to play, sit down, sit down. No more people entering. You need to sit down so the, so we can play. I was like, okay like why can't you just play like what's the big like what's the big deal in in my mind but i'm not saying you know when in rome i'm just i'm just following the rules i was looking around that was early in the day so as the day got on later we went to one of the larger courts which is uh which was called the grandstand right so this one is it was even uh was even worse so there are two levels in the grandstand. There is a, a general admission area. So if you have your ticket to get into the grounds, you can go in that area. And then there's the ticketed area, right? Where you have to have an actual ticket for the grandstand. Okay. We did not have those tickets. So we were in the general area. Now, I before the match started, I went down to go to the bathroom. I was like walking around because this is like an, uh, a new court, one of the newer ones. It might be the newest. So I was like looking around. Went to the bathroom, decided to buy a $14 pint of beer. Um, <laughs> you know, I did hear, yeah, I heard about it. I heard they had sandwiches for $26? I could, yeah, I could see that. My lunch was uh, a hot chicken sandwich from Fuku, which I would say was delicious. 
and mm. waffle fries for a solid $24. Now, what? Now, if, if say, someone who, like a, a larger gentleman, sort of, a, <laughs> so we saw you looking at the menu, sort of like maybe a little disgusted at the prices, sort of sidles up next to you and it, it says to you, do you, excuse me, sir, uh, chili? You want some chili? I may have accepted two, it. Two, it's, only, it's only two dollars. Two dollars a bowl, too. You know what? I probably, I probably would have taken that chili at that time. Oh yeah. So I yeah. was looking at those prices, not liking it. Yeah, you'd have been um, a happy customer. So I got, I got my beer, but then I turned, and there was a guy. There was a guy in line in front of me, and his friend was standing by the entrance to go back up to the seating area, and he was started. Like yelling at his friend, hurry up, hurry up. They're going to close it. They're going to close it. Right. And I was like, what's he talking about? So I turned and there's the usher. She she pulls that mm-hmm. rope across Uh-oh. and blocks it. And so then I go, oh my gosh. So then I talked to her and she's like, you got to wait till after the third game, till the changeover. Then we'll let people up. I was like, come on. I'm right. I'm like, right there. <laughs> and the seats that we had, and she's like, like uh, "Where did you get that? Is that a bowl of?" And the seats are right there. Is where he's like, just... "She's like, is that a bowl of chili in a in a plastic styrofoam bowl?" We... <laughs> Sir, where did you get <laughs> no that? Chili, no chili. Man, oh man, you're in all kinds of trouble. I'm gonna start telling people like, the chili is over by uh, court fifteen in the corner, like way <laughs> deep in the corner, yeah, next to the restroom. Um. But so then I get up and it's fine. Every, everyone's playing. Um, I don't remember the guy's name. So then the, one of the players were serving, right? And when you're serving, that's when uh, apparently it's most important to have silence. Cannot be disturbed while serving right. at all, right? Uh, <laughs> so as the, as the guy is like dipping down to do his toss, like somebody somebody starts. No, before that, he's he's lining up right before the toss, and then somebody starts clapping, right? So then he stops and he turns back, and it's like behind, like in our section, but up behind us. So it's like feel, it feels like he's looking at us, but I know he's not. Yeah, it was so him. Look, it was him. <laughs> the styrofoam, styrofoam bowl, plastic spoon. Where did he get that too? <laughs> Exactly. I mean, he looks a happy. Lot of he looks like he's like satisfied, satiated. <laughs> That's why he's so happy. He's clapping. Is that chili he's eating? Sorry, go ahead. Hot chili on a hot day. Um, so yeah. he turns and he looks. The chair umpire didn't say anything. So then he goes to serve and he serves and I think he... He lost the point really quickly. I think the guy hit a winner back. And so then after the point, then he turns and he glares up in the stands again to where, like, the clap was coming from. Like, that clap like completely lost the point for him. These guys – so that's my whole trifling. It's just like I, I don't understand this type of player, this type of – these tennis players. They can't take any noise? They can't take any sounds? Um, <sighs> I'm I'm a little surprised that you're surprised by this. this. That's why uh, this guy's not a champion, you know. I, yeah. Um, mm. Yeah. I mean, I guess they they do get they get used to, uh, you know, this the silence. Uh, th- from what I've heard, there are, are reports that crowds 
particularly at the U.S. Open, but but just more broadly speaking at these big tournaments, have been getting a little bit rowdier yeah. across the board. I don't know. That also sounds okay. like just I old have, people, I have that. old you're, grumpy you're people. Curious, um, getting angry at people. Yeah, just, uh, yeah, you know, he's a good example. Uh, I think it was Wimbledon when he was complaining about, uh, I think, a drunk woman uh, uh, yelling at him. I believe she is suing him now for his slander or, or libel or something. Um, what? But, uh, yeah. Um, well, in England, their libel laws are pretty, pretty crazy, in my opinion. But uh, anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, it, it is, if they're just not used to it, which, you know, they're not, it, um, you know, in training at these tournaments. So, so he was, so this guy was clapping, was it just one clap before, like right before it was a series? Yeah, it wasn't constant clapping. It was just like a let's go type of thing. He wasn't even yelling. But, but shouldn't it have been a, a signal to him? That he's the only one doing that, that maybe he shouldn't be doing it. Maybe, you know, you've got a you've got a good point, but I think, yes, you are correct. I just don't, I just don't get it. You thought you thought the players like, a little I don't uptight. understand this. Yeah, I felt like he was a little uptight. Like I, I don't understand all these all these rules. Like mm. it felt like at some point you were kind of held hostage as as a spectator. Because you like my freedom of movement was I had no freedom of movement. Mm. They weren't gonna let me out. They didn't even want to let people out. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. If you had to go. I was like, and I, I started being about... like, well, what if I, it was a bathroom emergency? What if I had yeah. to go? Well, I've been eating all this chili. I mean, uh, you know, my stomach is. <laughs> I have stomach conditions, uh, so you know, I I have a. Do I need a doctor's note? <laughs> um. Yeah, the inverse is true. So I guess. Yeah, they wouldn't. Yeah, I guess they wouldn't let you out. That usually doesn't come up because people like watching the matches, but right. So they're cool with just sitting there. But yeah, they they probably wouldn't let you get out. Got the bum rush. Mm-mm. Give them the bum rush. <laughs> That's only one. It's only one person. They can't stop all of us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I have. I do have a trifling that's actually somewhat related to that. In in that um, there was, I was at a, a seated event. Um, and there was one person who was there who was I was getting mad at. Uh, Wait, did you say a seated event? A seated, yes, S E A T E D. I mean, what does that mean? Like, like dinner? Uh, well, uh, it was a it was a it was a musical feast, I guess, a feast of uh, you know, enjoy. It was Hamilton. <laughs> I went to see, I went to see Hamilton. I'll stop. <laughs> oh, did you? Um, yeah. Uh, I still haven't watched it on Disney, by the way. Oh my god, you're missing out. Uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Longtime listeners uh, will know I'm a huge fan, but which which is important to the story, I guess. Uh, in that you know things were going well. Uh, I was enjoying uh, you know all the all the great songs in the first act. Uh, I was uh-huh. I, I was seated at, like with my uh, my my elbows on my knees, my my head in my hands, just grinning like an idiot, <laughs> loving it, sort of singing around. A little surprised that no, basically no one was singing along. I thought I thought everyone would be, um, but so I had to keep quiet, and I, I still couldn't help myself at times. I was sort of humming along. Anyway, 
uh, halfway through, like halfway through the first act, I noticed a little, a little, little jostling, a little rustling uh, to my forward Uh-oh. and to my right. And I look over, and you know, I had noticed that this person came late. Uh, it was woman, say middle aged woman. Um, I noticed that she, yeah, she came in probably. 20 minutes into the, after the start of the show. I'm like, all right. Maybe, yeah. I mean, they just let her sit down, huh? Unless you have some discount, like these tickets are fairly pricey, but okay. And then, uh, so maybe 15 minutes after that, that's when the jostling started, the rustling. <laughs> Come to find out. Cause I could see, I had a decent view of her. This, uh, beep has got a f- fucking, um, bag of like it's it must have been like she made like a like a little like super karen mix uh from from back at home and brought snuck it in and in some sort of maybe a maybe an elaborate suit um of some sort Mm -hmm. but it was seriously like a a big one of those big ziploc freezer bags full of popcorn checks mix maybe some crackers um just basically all the noisiest of the snacks so no like gummies There's no gummy bears you know no um no milk duds nothing like that uh and she was just like eating it like it was good like it was a thing to do <laughs> she like cuz that then... that mix is extremely loud <laughs> It was, it's loud when you're digging for it. It's loud when you're chewing it. I thought it might have been a Nathan Fielder sketch. Well, no, I didn't because that that was before uh, I had <laughs> reacquainted myself with Nathan for you. But <clears throat> yeah, it was wild. And then her neighbors, because this was a packed house. It was a Saturday night. Her neighbors weren't really doing anything except like they would look over occasionally at her. Like I'm talking to people sitting literally right next to her and like right behind her or right in front of her. So like, they weren't bothered if, by if her sitting, or did they look bothered? They, you know, I was sitting maybe three rows back from her. So I, I couldn't really make out their faces. Um, I could see her, yeah. her hand going into that bag and getting, then going up to her mouth. Uh, I could see that pretty mm-hmm. clearly. But then, yeah, but then I was like, I was like, shit, am I going to have to start like tutting to, to, to relay a message to her neighbors to get her to stop? Or am I going to have to do the ultimate Karen move and go to an, get myself, go to an Uh-oh. usher and, and, and point her out, get her out of the, get her out the, the game. Oh, he's just wanted to go tell. Huh? I was telling, except that would, that would require me to miss. <laughs> Uh, missed parts of the show. I didn't want to do that. So I didn't do anything. And, you know, when the lights went up, um, you still got me? Yeah. Okay. So when the lights went up, um, I, I did sort of say, I did say something like, can you believe that? Like the people around me, no one wanted to talk to me. No one, <laughs> no one seemed to care. Uh, <laughs> So I was just disgruntled and grumpy, and I just went down. Uh, and I think I think we actually left, um, not because of that, 
mostly because um, I've seen the show numerous times. The person I was with had also seen it live. Uh, the tickets that we got were through a contest that was, so the tickets were only $10 each. Um, it's part of this lottery that they oh, do. dang, that's great. A contest? What yeah. kind of contest? Oh, they do a, actually, you should look, you should look into this if you haven't, if you still haven't even seen it on Disney Plus, because you can apply through the website for these lottery tickets that I think they have, I think you can apply like once a week. And if okay. you win, it's like, I think they, you, they tell you what day it's for, but it's only $10 uh, per person. You get two um, and they're decent seats. Uh, okay. So yeah. Yeah. They've been doing that since the start, I think. And I think they're easier to yeah, get now. You know, so, you know. You're right. I do remember this happening. So think about it. But yeah, anyway, that's, look into you know, this. we both have Troy Flynn's. Yep, look into that. And while you're looking into that, let's look into our notes for the main event. We were going to cover what I've been <laughs> calling into that? Game of Game of Thrones two, uh, gamier and Thronesier, uh, t- <laughs> two Thrones. <sighs> two. F- I'm sorry. Uh, it's actually called House of Dragon. That one. It's a new spinoff. Uh, yeah, definitely. That's I shouldn't have gone in cold with that. Uh, should have gone in hot, hot like a nice chili, like fat suits, fat suit chili, <laughs> delicious. You know, he actually had to like puree <laughs> the chili to get it to a consistency where it would come out of the tube correctly. <laughs> God, but see, but oh, then like, man. um, uh, yeah, but then you're shortchanging the chili, you know, like. It, well, yeah, that's that was my first thought, but they ran it by the. Gonna, uh, it's not what you're gonna get in the restaurant. That's true. They 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 ran it by the owner. You know, he got he signed off on it just taste wise. But yeah, consistency w- wasn't. It actually kind of made it seem a little bit less attractive, uh, to be honest. Yeah, so then it's just like kind of just like tomato soup. You know, in a way. I mean, yeah. Uh, but let's get right to it. House of the Dragons. Uh, we're going to be reviewing episodes one and two, from season one. Uh, why, yeah, why don't you go for it? What's your initial thoughts? Might as well get it out of the way to compare it to Game of Thrones overall so far. Go for it. Um, over Overall, I would say it was... This is probably just because I've already had the exposure to Game of Thrones. Um, it was a lot easier for me to get into right away. Um, Game of Thrones, I don't think I was fully convinced until... Maybe after the second episode or after the third episode, I was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm into it." But it was, you know, there were just so many characters, and it was um, still pretty dark. And I had a hard time like distinguishing who was who. Um, I think because I've had this background already, um, it made it easier in this one. And Maybe this will change later. There just seem to be fewer characters, so I don't <laughs> don't have to keep track of all these houses right now. It's really like maybe ten people that I have to keep track of. But again, it's only two episodes, so sure that will right. expand. But um, but that has made things a lot simpler. It seems to be a bit brighter too. I think the first one was fairly dark, um, just lighting wise in terms. 
like when they were in the north and even like within the castles, like these castles, like everything seems to be a little bit brighter in this one, which is helping me uh, distinguish between who is who as well. Um, so it's less confusing <laughs> for me. That's, <laughs> that's, I think, just my own problem. Um, I really am happy that we saw the dragons right out the gate. Like that, that was cool. Um, mm-hmm. I, I, I want to say that the, I like the effects in the second episode better. They just, they just seemed better in terms of the dragons and like some of the shots that we saw. Um, I like, you know, it's always like the family drama. I'm kind of, it's okay. I, I wanted there to be more external drama because right now it's just like the king versus the king's brother and versus the the daughter, right? So it's really like the three of them yeah. battling, even though there are these side characters, and I'm sure they're going to be having more influence um, and and you know be doing their own scheming. I think I've seen like the starts of some schemes right now, but. Um, but that was always part of the the fun of Game of Thrones, especially like, um, man, what's his name? I f- I forget. Uh, the bald guy, the bald eunuch. Um, oh yeah, the man, spider, 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 spider lord or something. It was something like that. Viper, spider. Was he the spider? He was a spider. I don't know, I but I always, I really like the. The uh, like the banter and the dialogue when he was involved, I always really enjoyed it, and I always enjoyed like anytime Tyrion was like had verbal sparring matches with anyone. Um, I just thought the dialogue in in the first one was so good, especially in terms of like all the all the little political intrigue and and just like the, the many deceptions that were going on. So we'll we'll see if this one keeps that up. I haven't found anybody as um so far compelling as um anyone from the first one like i i don't know i really enjoyed Tyrion. like he, his he was just like so mm-hmm. clever and so smart and all of his dialogue like haven't seen anyone that's matched that yet but who's to say um i mean they do have dragons in every episode so far so that <laughs> that's yeah. maybe countering things um but overall, I'm I'm optimistic. I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be good. That scene in the last episode when when I don't remember her name, I, I'm gonna have to start learning names. But when the princess like rolled up on her dragon, when you just like saw the clouds moving, I was like, "What's that? What's happening?" And then she <laughs> like comes out of the clouds on the dragon. Man, that was cool. And then I liked I liked their back and forth. Her and her uncle. That was pretty good. He just, yeah. Uh, fuck it. Here, here's the egg. You got me on this one. I'll be, but I'll be back. Yeah, <laughs> you won this round. But um, and and what's the deal, right? I guess we'll find out later. But like, what what's happening with this king? Is his body just like decaying? He got that hole on his back. His finger is falling off. Like, there's no explanation for what's happening to him. He's just like. His body is just falling apart, and nobody's yeah. how come nobody's talking about it. Yeah, he's he's going through it there, but they they did say in the first episode that, and, and this is something that uh, they talk about in the books more. Um, and I guess I'll, I'll I should note up top that this 
This is based on a book written by George R. R. Okay. Martin. It's a pre- it's a prequel. I thought it was meant to be like a prequel trilogy, but I think it's actually just one book that he wrote that came All out right, maybe gotcha. like maybe like six or seven years ago. Um, and is is yeah, it just covers like what they're covering in the show. Um, but uh, yeah, so this comes up, but it's be- the the cut on his back. They reference is from him sitting on the throne because there's all those blades sticking out everywhere. If you're not careful, you'll get these cuts. And yeah, back in the day, you know, they stuff, you know, back in the day. uh, Yeah. In history, uh, (laughs) these cuts would get infected more easily. So this one just became infected and he's, his body's falling apart as he's got, uh, who knows what kind of gangrene rolling through it. Um, but, uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, my overall impression is, um, yeah, you know, the first, uh, you know, first four or five seasons of Game of Thrones were amazing. I actually didn't get it as turned off by the latter seasons as the internet, quote unquote, did. Um, and <laughs> me, yeah, me this, neither. I was like, eh, not that bad. <laughs> this seems like, uh, like it has, uh, it definitely has potential, I'm not super into it. I'm definitely not. I'll probably watch it on Sundays, but if I don't, I'm not going to be that aggy about it. If uh, if I'm missing out or not able to join the converse, conversation online or, or, yeah. or whatever like that, um, there's not really any character that I really am intrigued by. And yeah, I think your, your Tyrion thing is right because he was pretty great right out the box in the first episode. I think his first scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, if I remember correctly, is when like Jamie walks in on him with a bunch of hookers, uh, in um, in uh, Winterfell, um, and yeah, he's got that that quick wit and everything, and gets into some pretty interesting adventures. But you know, it, it does seem like they're they're already sort of, and it's still very early, so I, I could be wrong, but they've already sort of got their <clears throat> Uh, how to describe this? They're, they're, well, I'll just say they're Daenerys and they're Jaime, kind of, kind of already. I'd say with da- Damon is sort of like a Jaime and Cersei rolled into one, Please. and uh, Ra- Rhaenyra. I could see, yeah, uh, is, yeah, is, he is is more of a Daenerys. Um, and you know that that's a pretty superficial read, just based on two episodes, but um. I could see them wanting to get like cohorts <laughs> in, into those types of characters, uh, just to to real real people in, I guess. Um, but uh, you know, I will say, you know, just going through my notes on episode one, and I guess we could start there and, and just just hit a. I'll just hit a few of these, um, but. Um, yeah, I have in here that speaking of Damon, uh, he, he looks like this. Uh, Premier League uh, football player named Erling Holland, uh, who's okay. this like, Norwegian hmm. Norwegian phenom football player on Manchester City, uh, who's just blowing up blowing up the league. I don't know. No one cares about Premier League, so I'll I'll let that go. But um, uh, I just thought he looked like that. Um, but then, yeah, like. Okay, the first thing that stood out was the CGI on the dragon in episode one was kind of disappointing. 
Um, yeah, I, I would agree. And I don't know, like, I, I mean, yeah, obviously Game of Thrones had, like, all the money to do whatever they wanted, basically, so they can get the best CGI, but, like, damn, like, why not get whoever did, like, I'm speak, thinking specifically of, um, like, in the last few, the latter few seasons where da- Daenerys is riding around all the time, and those dragons are all, all over yeah. the place. Like, they looked, they looked really believable. Um, and yeah, though in the first episode, particularly that scene where, uh, the dragon lights, lights the funeral pyre on fire, uh, it just, it looked like, I'm not going to say bad, but disappointing also. I, yeah, I didn't exactly like it. Um, I would say the effects were better in the second episode, which is weird. Yeah, I would say that. That is weird. Um... (laughs) why you know so i hope it's i hope this isn't a sign of yeah so consistency on that note um the season i guess the only other things um the scene where uh damon is jousting and uh that being intercut with this uh horrible childbirth scene that i had to i had to walk out of the Mm -hmm. room um when I was watching that, because uh, I was like, yeah. no, I, I get the idea, <laughs> I get awful. what plot point they're going for here, but um, I, I don't need to see this. Uh, I thought, but I thought the scene was, you know, was well edited, um, well directed, you know. Yeah, that one was really uncomfortable. Um, yeah, that was hard to watch, especially you know what? Because I actually liked her a lot too. But I was just like, damn, she's going to die. You had a feeling she was going to die the whole time. Like, this isn't going to go well. And then when the labor scene came, you knew that he was going to choose this unborn (laughs) child. And so I was like, man. And she was kind of cool. Maybe she'll show up in, like, dream sequence or flashback or something. Because I liked her in that, in the the little bit that we saw her. I was pretty surprised that that he actually got it right about it being a son. (laughs) Because he kept saying over and over, Man, no, no. he's like, he's like, I know it is not. I don't. Don't ask me how I know. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a proud, chili suit wearing boy. <laughs> See it. Um, there would probably be some man, you know, walking around with a chili suit during those joust competition. I don't know. Eat, what would right? they? What would it be back then? It would have been like, I don't know, some kind of fish puree. Mutton stew soup. or something. <laughs> something nasty. That guy's going to smell like garbage. Would have been gross. Just like hot hot water with onions in it. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah. Yeah. Mutton. I don't know. That's that's not. You got to be rich for, to be enjoying mutton back then. Uh, I'm not smelling that for $2. <laughs> All right, um, so maybe it's like dog, squirrel. Gonna be some squirrel heads chopped up and boiled. <laughs> maybe with some onions, with or without onions, like like the Gino Gino's cheesesteak, with or without. Um, but uh, the the last the last point I add, I mean this is uh, this does definitely share some notes with um, Succession. Um, I mean, just literally uh-huh. because they're the. the biggest plot point is about who who's going to succeed the king um you know when he dies right it's, right. it's actually kind of nice that they work it out 
pretty pretty quickly. I mean, the very first cold open is about them realizing the importance of orderly succession of power. Uh, and then we, you know, when they choose, I, I think it's Viserys to be next in line. And then he also makes a decision that, that it be his daughter. Um, you know, these decisions are being made. It's just they're being fought over. Whereas in, you know, the show succession, you know, Logan is just like toying with the idea of who to announce and like fucking with everybody over it. And then like, Logan it. just leading on everybody. Yeah. Maybe it's you today. Maybe it's you, Roman. Yeah. Roman. Yeah. No, you got to be uh, a killer these days for that. Or maybe you don't. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. You don't know what you're going to get over there. So, did, did you have any other notes on episode one, or we that we can move into two? Um, <clears throat> episode one, I did, I didn't. Now, okay, I might be reading into this too much, but I wasn't. Yeah. I didn't say it. I didn't initiate this conversation. It was my wife said it. She was like, "What's the deal with this princess? These two girls? She's like, are they like into each other?" <laughs> I was like, "Look." They just seem like they're like teenagers that are like close female friends. But then after she said that, every time I, I just then I was like watching them closer. I was like, huh? I was like, what? What is going on with these well, two? You know, that like each other. Like that's that? a good point because I don't know how you feel when, about um, that. Yeah, they they did appear to be very close. Uh, I yeah, and I initially chalked it up to oh, uh-huh. teenage, teenage girls, but. I think there was a scene where one of them was reading to the other and, and one had her head laying. Yeah. Yeah. She had like her head on her lap. It was like, but then mm-hmm. also, you know, in terms of like allusions to things that, that may or may not happen when um, the King's hand uh, told his daughter to go provide the King comfort. Oh gosh. I was like, Oh no, please don't go in this direction. <laughs> Please, and then they didn't. Mm. Surprisingly, and, and then no, the one that killed me is when he said, "Put on your mother's, put on one of your mother's dresses." Yeah, put on your mother's come dress, on. and I was like, "Oh come God, have you been an affair with like?" like... <laughs> but it was actually no. It was, was... like just go be nice to him because he's really sad right now. You know, no, I, I don't think so. No. That's that was not his intent. His intent was what he got in the fourth, well, in the second episode. Dang, I said fourth episode. The fourth, wow. Oh, yeah, spoiler. Um, okay, <laughs> so so you're saying that he he yes, his long game because there is a six month gap yeah. between between episodes one and two. So his long game was to get there. What I'm saying is, I thought right. he meant that specific first night. Go provide comfort, meaning oh, let him. No, I, I think he had. No, I. Oh, wait, 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 say that again? I thought he meant, when he's told his daughter, go give the king comfort, he, the expectation was that yeah. the king would have sex with her that, that night. And he, yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. Dad was cool I was thinking th- the same, but he was really just like, get in there now when he's weak. But that's then, mostly like, because... Be the person that's there. Yeah, that and that's you know that's that's playing more of a long game, um, but that's because of my uh-huh. my training from yeah. Game of Thrones, where like random people will randomly just be unbelievably cruel to other people, and the show will take a yeah, shift yeah. that you never saw coming. Um, but yeah, this mm. is, look, it's a different yeah. show; they're doing different stuff, I guess. So, I yeah, I didn't. You know, I 
I took it as that, but I didn't think that the king would do it, even though we didn't know him really well, just from the bits of personality that we had seen up to that point. Like, he didn't seem like that type of person. However, like, you know, as as the king at during that time, he, he quote unquote had the right to do it if he wanted to, right? So right, yeah, during that during that point in history, uh, but yeah, he, he didn't. So anyway, let let's move on. Um, but yeah, it was. I thought it was interesting that they did do this time jump. Um, I, I'm not sure that it was totally necessary because I I guess. Part of the reason is to have Damon be fully established at Dragonstone, but also to allow yeah. Alicent, um, the Hand's daughter, to look at ha- you knowing have, all these names to have wow. ingratiated herself uh, with the king over that time period. Um, but other yeah. than that, it didn't really seem necessary. No, I, I don't think so. And it sort of just they didn't really make a big deal of it. They just sort of snuck it in there. But um, and I think it came out when they were just describing what Damon's been doing, like just just misbehaving, general like misbehavior, <laughs> acting like a pouty kid. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he is a pouty kid. Good point. Um, yeah, and then um, the uh, Rhaenyra, I guess, was sort of kicked out of the small council meetings for talking up. Being up, being uppity, uh, and so they gave right. her some. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, you, you, mm-hmm. can pick, you can pick the uh, what is what is this, some sort of knight that's supposed to protect the king or something? And she picks that dude who won the. Yeah, death. I I don't remember. It was, I think it was the leader of the king's guard, which yeah. Jamie was, wasn't he? Jamie was was he was guard, yeah. Right? He uh, I don't know if Jamie was a leader of the king's guard, maybe, but he was definitely in it. Um. So yeah, it seems like, and it seems like this guy, yeah, he he allegedly comes from humble beginnings, and I guess this is a good look for him. Um, you know, it's it's interesting. I did you watch the show Better Call Saul? Have you been keeping up with that at all? Mm, like half of the first season, I okay. keep stopping, but I do want to watch so it. All. It does. I'll tell you, I'll tell you. It takes a turn at around season. four like halfway through season three where it basically becomes way more about um you've watched breaking bad right yeah okay it becomes way more about like gus and mike and the the drug trade and it's becomes way more interesting like the stuff with saul and his brother is just nah, i wasn't that into it um right yeah i'm, I'm still in it with saul and his brother right now yeah i i mean you could probably even just skip to season four and be good, but huh. I don't know, think about it. Uh, but okay. anyway, this character Cole, he for whatever reason he reminds me of this character from Better Call Saul um, named Nacho. Uh, but you would know that, so we can move on. Um, oh wait, no, I do know Nacho. He's in. He's in. Oh, I've seen he in the early the, part. He was in that. <clears throat> yeah, he's in there. Okay. Yeah, I wasn't sure. It's been. A... He was part of that like weird, weird scheme with that local politician that was stealing the stuff, stealing the money. I mean, I don't see. I don't even remember that. But yeah, in the first season, it's it's weird. But anyway. so yeah, I guess the and the main 
thing about episode two is, you know, there's obviously a lot of talk about succession. It seems like Damon has basically realized like, yeah, I'm not going to be, it's, it's not going to be me. I'm, so I'm good out here, which seems a little odd. Um, although wait, no, sorry. I had that wrong <laughs> because it did wait. Didn't he say something about, it's like when my wife, no, he got married. So when my wife is pregnant with his son, that son will be the heir. Yeah, or and that was he surprised her with that, and she's like, "Well, I'm not pregnant. I'm not pregnant. Yeah, I'm she's not, like, I'm not pregnant. pregnant, right?" So she was, you know, he was just bluffing. He's just been bluffing the whole time. That's why I said yeah. he's just like a kid, like a, just a little kid, just telling lies to make everybody mad. <laughs> yeah, it seems like he just wants attention too, because like he's like all got all pouty when they didn't invite mm-hmm. him to that meeting. In episode one, he's still creaking through, peeking through the, the cracks in the door. Um, oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> he was, yeah, he's he like, was and he's like, in the back comes out with his dragon, like he's gonna show off and burn everybody. It's like everyone's like, you're not gonna do that, dude. You know the consequences. And then immediately he just, he just backs left. off when the other took his toys off. and went home. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> um, oh man. Yeah, I know there's going to be some scene where he's just like, but I want to, or so, something like that. He's going to say something <laughs> real cloudy. It's going to be loud. It's going to become a meme. I'm going to be sitting back eating some nice $2 chili, laughing, starving. But Yeah, he's going to be getting into all types of nonsense. Oh, yeah, all types of ill shit. Uh, <laughs> but my, yeah, my, my last point on this episode is um, like what? So, so the Hand of the King, and I, I keep blanking on his name. I don't know everyone's name. I definitely don't know his. It's something Hightower. Otto. I, I remember that. Otto one. Hightower. That's right. From House, I believe House Hightower, which we saw a little bit of Game of Thrones, but um, my thing is like, what what exactly is the political yeah. benefit that the king sees in marrying this daughter when the political benefits of marrying uh, Lord Corliss's daughter seem to be a lot more apparent because he had more power and different territories. Um, now, granted, the, the girl was twelve, but uh, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, as we said, this is a different time in history. So, I I don't think there really is. I mean, Hightower, yeah, there's there's some kind of family, but they're not like. I don't think it's the on the same level as I don't, you know, uh, Lord Corliss's daughter and uh, right. the Queen that never was their daughter. Like, right. it, it definitely wouldn't be on the same level as that. I guess that's right. Um, I was blanking on the fact that Corliss's daughter is also the daughter of the queen that never was, which I guess on some level would be a bit of a deterrent for King Viserys because he could be like, well, this is just a way for her to get her hooks back into the the throne, essentially. So just out of like pettiness or just like, I don't want her that to have that much power. So, something to that effect. I don't know. Maybe not. Right. So I think like he even had that one-on-one with the one member of the small council. This guy might end up being good. He was he's just fine so far. I mean, he he basically made the case for him to marry the twelve-year-old 
instead. Right. Which is which was, you know, as off putting and disgusting as it sounds, is the the better of the moves, politically speaking, to marry her. Yeah. Um yeah. but, you know. Um he made his choice and now um now I think we'll see what happens when he wants to try to fight this crab man. Like Ooh, that's right. I, I didn't like those crab man scenes. Yo, that crab <laughs> yo, what about that his look though? Yo, he's not really like, sure what's going on with that guy's skin. He looks like a Batman villain, <laughs> dude. Like he looks he looks kinda cool. <laughs> you don't think he looks sweet? No. No. At first I was like, what's happening? Is he wearing a mask? But I think that's just his face. No, nah, it's gotta be some right? kind of mask. There's gotta be some type well, of Well according to the Reddit people, uh crab crab man's got grayscale. Oh okay. Well that's that what okay. it's called. That's something. Yeah, right? yeah. Yeah. That's the thing that Jorah had. Yeah. But he must be able so, to like because the grayscale we'll is supposed I'm, to I'm, actually. I'm um, glad that there's been. But uh, uh, the grayscale is supposed to like drive you insane after a time. Right. So maybe that's why he's feeding all these people the crabs. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. He looks. He looks. But like I mean, he they, could be they're a, like halfway dead anyway. Yeah, he looks like he could be a, a pretty interesting villain. Um, I, I'm looking forward to seeing more of him. But I, I wanted to ask you. You know, one of the things Game of Thrones is known for is uh, pretty striking, surprising betrayals. So if you had to pick at this point in the story, I know it's very early, uh, who you think is going to betray who, or most likely to betray who, what, what would you think? Uh, yeah, you see, I don't want to think too hard about it, because then you'll, you'll outthink yourself. I mean, the obvious one is the two people that were plotting already, Corliss, Lord Corliss and Damon, right? So I'm not going to so pick them I, because they already. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even count that people. as a betrayal per se because they're actively, they've okay. shown them to be actively plotting against the king. So it would have to be something that would be a surprise at this point. Um, I don't even know if this is a real surprise, but well, no, I was going to say Otto, but Otto doesn't need to do anything tricky because the king listens to a lot of what he says already. So. I don't think he needs to be that deceptive. Um, oh man, who else is even around? There aren't that many characters. Um, sure. uh, I, I guess maybe Otto, just because of that, you know, and because he's already got the trust and the King listens to him. It'd be interesting if he pulled some kind of move to do what, I don't know exactly, but I feel like, um, any kind of betrayal by him would probably hurt the most because he does seem like the most loyal and the closest to the king right now. Yeah. Um, if I had to pick one, I, the, in terms of what would be most surprising, I would. I'm picking daughter daughter Rhaenyra against the king somehow, betraying the king somehow. Maybe even in an alliance with Daemon because they do seem to have some kind of affection for each other. Yeah, I mean, I can, you know, all of this, all of the king's ailments are definitely foreshadowing. He's not making it out of the season, right? So, <laughs> I think uh, I think that's a guarantee, not. almost certainly, right? Yeah. Um, and whether that's you know, 
because of these ailments or because of someone else, it's yet to be seen. But there's a lot of people that are that are against him at this point. He seems like a little too um too nice to be a king in Westeros, mm-hmm. <laughs> to be honest. Like it's not enough of an asshole. Yeah, I th- like, and I think Damon maybe was, he just doesn't have it in that. him. I mean, that's not who he is. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I think Damon might have been right about that. Um, but it, particularly because they said that his whoever the king was before him, his uncle or or whatever, had like reigned over sixty six years of peace or something like that. And so it's been a subsequent nine yes. years, nine years, I believe. So that's. You know, he hasn't had to deal with like a war or all the fucking craziness that goes on in Game of Thrones, like every month. Right. Um, <laughs> uh, it's but true. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, who said it? I think the daughter, the daughter said it right when she was like, "What are we doing? Just send in like we've got like twenty five dragon riders. Just send them in and fry these people up. Yeah, done." See? They're like, you don't know the little girl. You don't understand. <laughs> it's like, we gotta talk to them. Like, like, just know, kill no, them. No, no, Be no. dumb with it. Power is power. That's right. She's getting like, that, <laughs> that Cersei. That Cersei. <laughs> <laughs> Cersei bars. Right. That's what she's on. But. <laughs> uh, but but yeah, we we shall see. Um, shall. So, did you have any other we notes shall. so that we can wrap up? Um. The only that the final thing I had was these man. I don't think I've seen like we've seen a lot of like different level of like social standing, you know. But I don't think I have seen in this show like the the expressions have been unmatched, and probably just like the way that they look, they are. I'll tell you who it is, and it's, maybe you can guess. Like their expressions have been. Like fear, awe, embarrassment, um, and they look sweaty and dusty and nervous a lot, and like talking, they're hot. Are you talking about one person or just a group of people? No, it's like it's like three or four people that we've seen. It's a group of people, but we you know we've seen like maybe four of them. I, I have no idea who you're referring to. It's it's like those those dragon wranglers, those oh. guys, man. <laughs> well, <laughs> like yeah. dragon caretakers. No, right. Yeah, that that actually was pretty. It was surprising to me that that a they had dragon like shepherds, but also that everyone was so <laughs> casual about it, and they didn't. The show didn't make a big deal out of it. They must, yeah. They must. Of course, of course, they're sweating. The new guy was so they're, nervous. They're sweating, they're sweating every second of their lives. Swim, they're swimming in sweat like Fielder was swimming in chili. <laughs> oh man, those guys! Oh, they've been, they've been like my uh, un- unexpected source of amusement in both episodes. The, 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 the dumbasses lost an egg. They were so mad. They're like, how'd you lose an egg? Oh, that's right. Yeah, I didn't pick up that they were responsible for that. David came in and took it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, these guys. That's great. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. You know, I'll stick with it, definitely. All 10 eps. 
episodes. Oh, um, oh yeah, for sure. However, you know, Atlanta, the final season is actually starting in like two weeks or something. Oh, hey now. Yeah, there's gonna be some busy, busy viewing. Some busy TV two, watching. Two show, yeah, two shows at the same time. That's that's a that's a lot for me these days. Me too. Yeah. We have to. ATL. Yeah. All right. I am looking forward to it. I because I was yeah. I, I think yeah, we talked about it. it. Season three wasn't uh, wasn't quite hidden. Oh, man. Season three was good. Like I went. I've gone back and watched like a few episodes just by themselves. And again, uh-huh. I was thinking about it on the train today, but um, yeah, they're, they're good episodes. It's just not what I wanted. I wanted to see the guys, the standalone episodes are good though. They are. Yeah. Yeah. I might've, ah, I'd have to think about what my favorite episode was from, from this season, but the ones that stand out were the, were the black and white one and the one with the, uh-huh. with the kid and his maid and the funeral. Those are the ones that stick yeah, out. Yeah, that's the one I rewatched. <laughs> so, all right. Well, I, I have to imagine there'll be more of the crew in, in this final season. Yeah, definitely. Maybe we'll find out what happened to Ern at Princeton. Ooh, flashback. It's a great idea. <laughs> all right. This is podcast 150. We made it. Woo! Eat something green, drink some water. Exactly an hour. <laughs>